Can you imagine how Job felt? Let's, let's look at just two passages of Scripture in Job at the beginning and the end of God's discourse where he answers Job. Job 38, 1 through 7 says this, Then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind. He said, Who is this who obscures my counsel with ignorant words? Now he's not slamming Job. He's simply noting, Job, you don't understand what you're asking. You don't fully know, I think, who you're talking to. Yes, Job's a righteous man. Yes, Job loves the Lord. But he has never encountered him in this way. Get ready. Oh, man, this one, like, if, if God, imagine God is saying this to you. Get ready to answer me like a man. Whoo! Like, I don't know about you, but the moment those words came out, if I'm Job... I need a change of pants. This is God talking. When I question you, you will inform me. Where were you when I established the earth? It's a rhetorical question. Tell me if you have understanding. Who fixed its dimensions? Certainly you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? What supports its foundations? Who laid its cornerstone? while the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Job, where were you? The answer was, I wasn't even a thought. Here's what I think we need to know from this, what we need to draw. We are not God, and he is. Now remember, Job and his uh, like his friends, does not know what's really going on behind the scenes. He didn't get to see the heavenly uh, court and how that all folded out. He didn't get to see all that. And I'm not telling you that if you're going through suffering, it doesn't matter or that God doesn't care. I just want to remind you that in your suffering, God is still God. And we are not. And we might not understand what he's doing, but he, don't, he doesn't waste it. And we're going to see that at the end of the book of Job. But it is hardest to trust God when we're in the midst of suffering. But that is where I think it counts the most. Suffering has a way of making us forget the good times, or at the very least longing for the good times in such a way that it makes us conceited, as though we were deserving. So was Job wrong to ask God what was going on? I actually don't think that Job was wrong to ask God for an answer. I also don't think that Job was ready for the honesty he got. He got the real answer. Skip to the end of this discourse in Job 42, 1 through 6, and this is, what, this is how it ends. Then Job replied to the Lord. I mean, the fact that he can even speak at this point is insane to me. I know that you can do anything and no plan of yours can be thwarted. You asked, who is, who is this who conceals my counsel with ignorance? Surely I spoke about things I did not understand, things too wondrous for me to know. You said, listen now and I will speak. When I question you, you will inform me. I had heard reports about you. Get this, I had heard reports about you, but now... My eyes have seen you. Therefore, I reject my words and am sorry for them. I am dust and ashes. 
here's what Job comes around to. God, now I've seen you. I've heard your answer, and I take it back. You are still God, and I am still not. So what's Job's response to God's answer? Humility. Job comes to a place where he recognizes that he speaks of things he cannot possibly fathom. In the grand scheme of things, it is amazing to Job that God would even consider him. But God does love Job, and he does love us. And let's be real, if you or I were God, would we be doing a better job? See, perhaps when we point the finger at God like Job, we speak about things we don't really understand, things too wondrous for us to know. So what does the New Testament tell us? I mean, suffering is a real thing. It's real, and we have to deal with it, so what hope is there? Are we just supposed to like grit and bear it, put up with it, and move on? The world we are living in is marred by sin and brokenness. I mean, I gave you just a short example of, of the smattering of things that we see as we look around the world. And as I looked around at you guys, I saw a lot of heads nodding. You know that it's, it's broken. See, if I were God, I'll be real with you. Genesis 3, I'd have started over. Y'all couldn't keep one rule? I'm done. I'll start again. But that's not our God. Instead, our God allows us to be part of the redemptive and restorative process of the world that we broke. He invites us to continue in relationship with him to bring restoration to the broken world that we find ourselves in. Like a good father who doesn't kick his kids out of the house for making a mess, he gives us the opportunity to bring beauty out of the mess we have participated in and the mess we find around us. That is a good God. There's a famous passage in Romans chapter 12, uh, verses 9 through 21. I'm going to read through it real quick, and there's just going to be a list up there of things that, that I think God is calling us to do as we participate in this process. This is known as the, uh, quite often as the Christian morality passage. Like, what does it look like to live as a Christian and be a moral person? Romans 12, 9 through 21. Let love be without hypocrisy. Detest evil, cling to what is good, love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Take the lead in honoring one another. Do not lack diligence and zeal, be fervent in the spirit, serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope, be patient in affliction, be persistent in prayer. Share with the saints in their needs, pursue hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, instead associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Do not repay evil, anyone evil for evil. Give careful thought to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes. If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Friends, do not avenge yourselves. Instead, leave room for God's wrath, because it is written, vengeance belongs to me. I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For in doing so, you will be heaping fiery coals on his head. Do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. There's a whole list of things in here. And I didn't even hit them all. And I think there's 24 that I've pulled out of ways that God is inviting us to participate in restoring and bringing redemption to this world in living out the gospel. 
in participating in the work that Christ did on the cross as we love the world around us. See, sometimes I do actually want to ask God why he allows things like starvation, murder, heartache, calamity. But when I think about asking him that and I consider this list that he's invited me to, I actually become pretty scared that he's going to ask me the same thing. Curtis, why do you allow those things to happen around you? Why have you not participated more in what I've called you to do to bring my beauty back to this world? That's where Job's friends really got it wrong, guys. That's where they got it wrong. We've been talking about his friends for a while now. They wanted to tell Job how he was wrong, and so often that's what the church does. That's what people think of the church. The church is just a place that runs out into the world telling us all the ways that we've screwed up instead of getting down into the dirt like Jesus did with people and loving them. So when I want to ask God that question, I get real scared real quick because I think he's got the same question for me. Our big idea, I usually give it to you at the beginning, but I want you guys to have it here at the end. I said it throughout, but it's this, that God is God and I am not. But he calls me to work with him to restore what is broken. So here's my question that I ask you guys every week when I teach. It's the same question. You get it every time. You should be used to it now. Why does this matter? I think this has actually been a hard question to ask throughout the book of Job. I've heard from, from some of you and I've heard from some of your small group leaders that Job's a hard book to go through. It is. <clears throat> it is a hard book. But as we near the end and we hear God's response to Job, and we consider the New Testament, that how God has invited us into this process with him of bringing hope and restoration to the world, why does any of this matter? And here's the thing that I always want to ask you guys. When we say, why does this matter? If you say it doesn't, I want you to be able to say, why? Because if you're going to say that the, the most important thing in this world doesn't matter, if God revealing himself to us through his son, calling us back to himself and redeeming us from our own junk doesn't matter, if you're going to say it doesn't matter, it's so important, I want you to be able to at least articulate why. At least be intelligent. Don't just like shrug it off like it, it means nothing. It's a pretty audacious statement to say that it does matter. So if you're going to say it doesn't, help me understand. And maybe listen to somebody who disagrees with you, and I hope that there will be people in your group who will listen to you. I hope your guys' conversations tonight are fruitful. Let me pray for us, and then I want to invite you to come forward, fill this space, worship together. God, thank you so much for the gift of the book of Job. God, I think so often I, um, 
I can get a little bit big for my own britches. I, it's easy for me to have a, an estimation of myself that does not factor in you. It's easy for me to think that I might do a better job when I'm going through something that sucks. But perhaps, like Job, I'm speaking of things that I don't understand, things too wondrous for me. And I need to, like Job, reject my previous words and throw myself at your feet and your mercy because you are a God of love and compassion. God, I pray that tonight, uh, as students head to small groups, that it would be a time that is incredibly fruitful as we answer the question, why does this matter? It's in your name we pray. Amen.